You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose-driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts, creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. Hey, Damien, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on the Purpose Driven Person Show. Now, Damien, um, as, as most people don't realize this, um, I'm going to just throw it out there. We grew up together. Um, so if they're going to be listening to this show, I'm going to just throw it out there so they know how far we go back. How far do we go back growing up together? You remember? I, I can remember spending my first night at your house when I was 12 years old. <laughs> Elementary, right? Yep. Leverick in Utah. I remember that those days. Uh, yeah. I still remember some of our friends we had. Uh, we used to hang out with uh, Gavin. You remember Gavin? Yep, Gavin. Good old Gavin. Donnie White. And Donnie White. Who else was in that area? Mike, was Mike there. a snow? Uh, I don't remember. There was uh, David Stamford. Oh, yeah, Ed McGinn. Ed McGinnis. Oh, wow. I forgot about Robert Ed. Robson. Robert Robinson. I remember Robert. Yep. That was our Leverkin crew, right? So, some 50-50. And then you had but, some, yeah, you, you, cause you lived, you lived in Hurricane at the time, right? I did. Yeah. I lived right in the center of town. I was three blocks from every school that I attended in Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy times, man. Well, I'm excited. This is cool to kind of reminisce. Now, I do remember a story, if you don't remember, when Hurricane, it was this the sixth grade center or elementary. It was actually the elementary school. Was it fifth grade when you put your hand through the window? Was that fifth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fifth grade. That's a good memory, Matt. Yeah, right on the corner right there because I was there with you. It was so traumatic. I remember bloods. Do you still have the scars? course you do oh yeah scars are they're still prominent and they're they're solid let's, let's, but let's see them show them up my, to the camera let's see my hand, my hand is still strong yeah those are listening can't see it but um if you're on there's, youtube you get to see the scars that's crazy yeah there was a yeah i remember that day you you put your hand we were goofing off right we were running around playing tag or something <laughs> yeah yeah i think we we're running from yeah. girls oh that's what it was <laughs> and you yeah. fell put your hand through the window and I yeah. remember instead of just pulling it, you twist it and it cut it. It cut. That, yep. Uh, Rand Lemon was there too. That's right. And, and you and Rand Lemon were right like a few feet behind me. And, and when my hand went through, you and Rand were right there on the side. Yeah, we, we started putting pressure and then it was squirting everywhere. And we thought we were in a horror movie or something. It was pretty bad. Well, we're glad you scared the crap out of me. Yeah, I'm glad you're still here. That was scary, (laughs) but I still remember that playing playing in sixth grade, and then we we had some good times in that elementary school, man. A lot of I had a lot of good times. There was good times. You used to chase all the girls, and I just hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was too shy. Damien was more outgoing. Oh, is it? Yeah, it it is fun times. I'm really glad that we have stayed friends. We, we still talk and touch touch base with each other through the years. Yeah, a lot's happened through the years. I mean, you're you've now how many kids do you have now? I got four. My <laughs> oldest is twenty two. My youngest is thirteen. Twenty two. Okay, that tells us we're old. We're, we're <laughs> yeah. 
I can, yeah. I can see the gray hair. I haven't got a, I'm not a grandpa yet. I only have a three. Well, it, this comes with the work stress too. This could be paint. Who knows? Could be both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your sport and I, I, I have no excuse. It just, it's, it's white in there. Oh, you're holding strong. Yeah. You look good. <laughs> well, the big thing is, you know, I wanted you to come on the show and I wanted to kind of walk through I'm really impressed. Now, you're over your the years. You've always tinkered with cars. You've always been pulling things apart. Because I remember you tear things apart all the time. If it was a radio, yeah. if it was something, it's, you were always tearing things. Yeah, be a pedal bike or a radio. Yeah, or, it was. I was, yeah, I was always constantly. I just grew up around tools. And was, our dad. Go ahead. Yeah, who influenced you? I think you were going to start saying that. Well, two of my older brothers did the same thing, but our dad he had his own business when we were kids. So we were always working on cars or mini bikes. We grew up with three wheelers and dune buggies. So I always, I always loved the mechanics part of it. And I always wanted to learn how things work. So uh, whether I tore it apart and put it back together, sometimes it would upset my, our mom and she would freak out through the house because there'd be a whole bunch of things tore apart, put in cupboards and shelves that, that she didn't know about. But I've always loved mechanics. Now, was your dad a mechanic or was he, what was he? He, he just did more of the, like the structural repair and, and the auto refinish. The auto he, body. Yeah. He was one of two members that started the Hurricane Rotary Easter car show. Oh, I didn't know that. And, and I remember going to the first one when I was a kid, there was eight cars and he painted this, he painted six out of the eight. We're learning history of Hurricane Utah here. Okay. Well, yeah, he was one of the first two guys that he was in charge that started, or he charged, he started the, the Derby too. Okay. The Derby so, cars. So yeah, I remember your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, has is he still with us or is he passed on? No, he's still doing the still same thing. The same, <laughs> yeah. He's still fixing he's, cars. He's helping my other brother, wow. my older brother. He has his own shop as well, wow. and he does. He takes care of all like the county school buses and the go. tour buses up in Bryce Canyon and Zions. And our, he just puts our dad to work and he just does little tinkering here and there just to keep it busy. Keeps him sane, I think. Yeah, that's well, you got to you never retire. Once you retire, no, guys, we exactly it's we, his we, time to go. We start deteriorating. We got to keep working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yep, so he's doing the same thing still. All right. So your dad taught you this, this cool skill. Did he, did you get the business side from him too? him being a business owner? And, um, as we grew up, like I said, having his own business in the nineties, he decided to go, oh, excuse me. He decided to go to Vegas and absorb some of the nineties, Las Vegas. It was really, um, uh, what's the word? The work was really awesome down there and the money was awesome. So one of my, my oldest brother took over his business and ran it for a couple of years. And I learned some stuff from my two, my two brothers and it just between the shops that I've uh, worked at and the different people I've worked at and the classes, I've taken a lot of classes. I have a lot of uh, certified education in a lot of different things. So it's just excelled from there. Now you and you just you grew into a passion. What do you enjoy the most in this business? Is it is it the painting, the body work, or honestly, this might sound a little cliche, yeah, but no. the my the favorite part that I get about out of all this is seeing the person's face when they get their product back. So right. when their car gets fixed, or they they have me paint a pedal bike for their son, or I paint a motorcycle for a guy that 
fought cancer or things like that. It's more of a passion for me, but I love the face on, on people when they receive their things back. So this is kind of an artistic skill for you. You, as an artist, when they do a painting, they enjoy sharing their painting. It's the same feeling for you or? Yes. And in fact, I, I don't, I don't think it's fair for me to say I, I feel more, but mm -hmm. I appreciate like I appreciate them wanting to do something for themselves or for others. If it's a family member project or whatever the case may be, whatever they involve me in, it's just, it's double rewarding the money. All it's always, there's always a business part of it. That's never going to go away. But the passion part, my tank is filled every day. You if that makes sense. Yeah, no, you enjoy what you do. Absolutely. So, so this is the, the whole point of the show is purpose driven is, you, what you're saying to the listeners is that you get up every morning and enjoy coming to the shop and seeing what you have project wise. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So the, but the business side being a small business owner, you still, you know, you got to pay the rent, you got to pay the shop, you got to make sure the bills are paid, all that. But do you yes. find since you enjoy it, it's not hard to find those jobs because people know how passionate you are? No, it's not. Actually, it floods in because- okay. I always, I've tried to keep the mentality of money will always come in. If uh, I stay positive, if I stay focused and stay consistent with something, and plus I feel good and I love what I do, it, it's not that much stress if I don't think about it so much. Yeah, it kind of takes care of itself. But the two biggest things I can say is just consistency and always just be happy within yourself. So, so you've hit walls doing this. Everybody hits walls when they start something, right? Oh, every day, no matter <laughs> different sizes, but every day. So, so how do you grind, even though it's our purpose and we have passion doing it, man, I've been an entrepreneur for 22 years or longer, I think. Um, yeah, you, yeah I, you've been going strong. Yeah, I've hit a lot of walls. I mean, there's times where I, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to throw the tail in. What I know what kept me driving is just the grind. You have to be really gritty and grind every day. What, yeah. what is something you can tell people when you hit those walls? What's helped you get through? Um, I, I've had a lot of moments that's caused me just to sit down and reflect on why I've wanted to put myself in, in this position or why I do what I do. And I would want my kids to understand me completely. I wouldn't want them to be confused or not know anything about, hey, my dad, th this is what he did or whatever. So between my kids helping me and just appreciating, like I appreciate my ability to do so many things. Like there's not a day that goes by I'm not grateful for knowing or for having the mentality to be able to absorb new information to do great things. Like this is so much fun for me. It's uh, so cool. <laughs> and, and talking about your kids and people having a drive or a passion, does your kids see that in you when you're oh, at the shop? Yeah, they actually, they're like, dad, we're so glad. Like I, I have a 15 year old son that's tearing it up on the dirt bikes. There you go. He's just ripping it apart. He works on his own bike and I'm so proud of him. And there's so many days when I step back and I cry to myself because I'm so happy and filled, yeah. but I, and my oldest boy, he can take something and he could draw something out. He's such a freehand artist. And I love that so much. I think it's so cool. 
So and I don't even want to go with, I don't even want to start on my youngest daughter because she just goes crazy with the colors. <laughs> She's going to be a painter. She's going to take over the paint shop, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and, and speaking of colors, is, is painting an art when you're doing a car, when somebody comes in, hey, Damien, I want this color, and you have to go to work to figure out how to make that happen? That is my best moment. Okay. That, that, those, are, those are my favorites. When I get challenged, that's like, you know what? I'm totally confident. I could figure this out. <laughs> so you go. So that's actually fun. It's more fun. So what do you do to figure out the color? Do you play with the colors and mix the palettes or how do you? So with, with all the classes that I've taken and uh, attended in the past with PPG and DuPont, which is now Exalta, all the European lines that I've had to attend for school education, uh, I've learned so many color spectrums. It is crazy. And, and it, it's so weird to reflect back and how I can remember and absorb all this information and remember so many pain codes and so many variables that I can't tell you, like, it's so cool. I'm so jacked up and excited to talk to you right now. <laughs> this is so cool. And it's, it's a, I'm blessed. Like, I'm lucky that I can do this. It is hard. Yeah. For colors, colors are very hard. There's yeah. millions of every every different uh, primary color, but uh, yeah, it's just a matter of breaking it down and and becoming a chemist. Yeah, I mean it's fun. It's it's uh, we use colors for personality styles. I always I have a training I do that uh, teaches people what color they are, and it's funny. Colors are very influential in our lives, right? Yes, they are. And Absolutely. We don't realize uh, we seek the world in colors and people don't realize it's all reflection. When it you, is when you very, see, yeah, very so much so. How yes. you put a certain tint in there, it's going to reflect off the light. It, yep. you know, everything comes back at a certain, you know, I learned that in film school. So, you know, oh, lighting and coloring and, and it's, it's an interesting way. So it's really cool because people don't realize car mechanics or car. Uh, what, what do you call yourself? You're not a mechanic. You are a, I, I'm just a car enthusiast, but I'm not prejudiced. Like motorcycles, you can do both, I have a right? mad, yeah, I have a mad passion for motorcycles. Oh, yeah, you, you just now, you got a Harley, don't you? Uh, two, actually. Oh, two, jeez. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Harleys. yeah. That was, that was one thing I fell in love with, but okay. uh, yeah, it's just, I, I love any pedal bikes. I, I've tricked out a unicycle for a mechanic customer friend of mine. All right, see you like the, anything roller skates <laughs> so so let's talk about this because we me, me and you were before the show we started talking about these <laughs> these shows on tv because you're kind of one of these jack of all trades you can basically see something and, and make it happen uh and i think on some of these shows that's what they try to per, per, uh, produce uh being in film being in t knowing tv and how it's produced is that really is that hollywood is that really how a shop runs or yeah what, it's it is a lot of Hollywood. They do portray that there is a lot of uh, middle school teen drama mixed in with yeah. in a shop like that. But when in reality, it is too dangerous and so dangerous to have to be like that and to uh, be professional around an atmosphere like that. You can't do that. It's I don't know how. Like yeah, it, it's just, it's comical, but it is all hollywood i i just love to watch you know what i do this is i'm gonna tell you a secret i, <laughs> I actually fast forward all that crap 
This isn't going to make And I just want to see the end product. That's all I want to <laughs> see. I'm, I'm, it's really cool to see where they're coming from. And then I just fast forward all the drama. And I'm right. like, man, that's cool. How did they do that? You know? Yep. It's cool for about two weeks after you, yeah. uh, up until you drive it every day for two weeks and then it starts falling apart. Yeah, then you, then you sell it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Trade it off. Get rid of it. So, so a lot of those shows they're predicting. So a real shop is not like that. It's, it's not a drama fest where you have no, it the, is the, absolutely the, yes. the chick that's with all the guys and <laughs> yeah. yeah the I'm not saying there's good mechanics. Years. Don't don't get me wrong. It's just I think they they do a lot of personality mixing to make it drama, right? Yes, there uh, there's actually two guys. So one of them, Indian Larry, was a, mm -hmm. a motorcycle builder enthusiast, and he passed away. He was actually riding on his bike, standing up, and he they started doing a show about him. His artistic ability, just, he was phenomenal. He's a very, very well-known uh, um, artist in the bike world. And uh, he's a legend. And then there's uh, Chip Foose that is well-known that's had his own TV show too. Down, but those Chip down here, was that another shop that was in Vegas? Uh, Chip, I think he's in Southern California, but uh, he, he uh he's an, another phenomenal artist car builder but as soon as he started doing tv i lost a lot of respect from him that way but he he still produces and still cares about doing cool custom stuff the guy he just he's very talented would you would you categorize yourself in that group is that kind of what you are as a physicist an artist um driven I, to, to paint whatever different caliber but I do have the same passions that they share. Cause you said earlier, you can see something and know how it needs to end up. Yeah. That, that's yeah. so cool. You're, you're being modest. Lot. I'm pushing you, Damien. You're being <laughs> modest. Well, yeah. yeah. My, first Harley Davidson, my first Harley Davidson was a 96 ultra classic and it's yep. the first year Harley Davidson's fuel injection model for the touring models. And I wrote it stock for a year and I made a list and, and designed exactly how I wanted it. And I tore it all the way down to the frame and I redid it. And I can't tell you how many people stopped me all over the world. There's people from Europe that would fly in and rent Harleys. I'd be at Jacob's Lake right above Page, And these Europeans would be like, whoa, what's that color? What is that? What model is that? Okay, so now Harley Davidson has the same color bike as mine, but for five years, I was the only one that had that color because I, I, I went to school and I learned some of these new colors coming out. So I had access to it <laughs> and most people didn't. And it is actually a PP, Harley Davidson is PPG and I, and PPG gave me the paint and they paid for my bike to be painted. And uh, just being a 96 old Harley and I got 157,000 miles on it. Now people are still astounded at how cool and how custom but it was an idea that I had. I created this bike that I wanted. I wanted it to reflect who I was and what I am. And I love motorcycles and I just, it means a lot. It, it's a reflection of me. So this artistry, this, this concepts that you come up with, purpose, what does that mean to you having a purpose? Because it seems like you know your purpose. You come to the shop every day, you know it. Even if it gets tough, you yes. know your purpose. You probably have thrown stuff around the shop. <laughs> yeah sometimes i pull it out of the walls yeah but what what keeps driving you with your purpose 
What do you get this? So, uh, my drive is, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I've thought about this time and time again, and I have you to appreciate because we've stayed in, in good touch with each other as far as old friends. And uh, I've, I've done a lot of thinking. And because I love what I do and I have the ability to do it and I help other people get what they want to, to I, I have, I can offer people um, to give them what they want. And I can just, I, I don't know, I can, I can, uh, uh, gosh, my mind just went blank. No, you're Sorry, good. Matt. So, so you, I, you, you, is it easier to be purpose driven? Cause you've had, we've all had moments in our lives where we lose the purpose or we're kind of floundering. We're not sure where yes. we're going now. I've, I've seen mean you grown up together. Yeah. We've went through some stages and stuff and I can tell your purpose is really defined versus maybe 10 years ago or five years ago. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. The difference. Yeah. It's more pr prominent now than it was five, 10 years ago. Uh, just focus. Yeah. I, I feel like if, if I stay focused and I've kept my mind clean of like distractions that don't, uh, allow me to grow and allow me to appreciate myself more. And it's, it's just allowed me to concentrate on what, what I, what makes me feel good. And this makes me feel good. So I invest more of myself in what I want. Oh, I love you. you Use the word that uh, Jack Canfield always uses in chicken soul for the soup. <laughs> invest into myself, right? I yeah. invest into myself. No. That's so that's right. my next question is how important it is for you? Cause I found over the years, very successful, wealthy people, they invest in themselves in reading uh, leaders are readers, right? You ever heard that? So I've, I've heard it. Yeah. Yes, I have. So how important is learning for you? Cause you said you've, you've really sharpened your skills. You're constantly learning new things. How important is that you to keep building your purpose? It's, it's very important. Not only do I like to be able to carry warranty for, for what I'm able to produce and what I'm able to do for society and for myself, but I love to stay up with the times and educated on new products and things are always changing in the world with this kind of stuff. And just, I, I don't want to be left behind. I, I love learning the new stuff and, and just, just being a sponge. I, I feel like I'm five again. I just want to absorb all the information I can, <laughs> but I, but like you said, from five years ago, I appreciate it more now. So mm -hmm. I find myself being, you know, absorbing in myself. In in this journey, like you said, five years ago, this journey has been interesting because we've kept in contact. You've went from doing siding on homes or businesses to, <laughs> to coming back around to yep. to where you started in this watching your dad fix cars and do all this. Tell us a little about that journey because it's interesting. You were over there and now you're over here, back to what you should be, or where yeah, you. Yeah, I uh, I tried to get out of the chemical world, you know, with the, the auto body and the paint industry. And, uh, I got my contractor's license after I was, you know, after I put in the time and I love doing that because I was transforming, you know, I was doing a lot of remodels and I was helping people, you know, uh, take care of their investment with their home and, and just the size and everything. And I was, I was excited about that. I still am. If somebody asked me to go put my tool bags on, I'd be like, okay, look, just give me the address, but it, it, it was a big transition, but this is second nature to me. And, uh, it's just when the economy crashed and, and, um, 
I just had to make a change and I have another trade to fall back on. And so I started investing my education and my time into this. So this is cool. You just brought up our, our next section. I was just wanted to hit on is, is the economy. It crashed again. Um, yeah. It's going to crash. It's in the process of crashing. Uh, it is on its yeah. way. Yeah. So you, you said when it did crash, you changed your skill set. Yes. And any advice to people what, what we're going through with pandemic? Because there's a lot of wisdom that comes out of camp mechanic shops because you guys are sitting there all day on a car because life is like fixing a car, right? It, it's, it's the exact same. Yep. Something comes in broken and you fix it and, and send it back out, right? Yeah. We were talking about this because you, you can find the most crappiest car in the junkyard and turn it into beautiful. That <laughs> You have that yeah. ability, right? That, those are my favorites. Yeah. So the, the worse they are, the better they turn they, out. They mean, I could never even start, like I would pull a piece of junk out and I'd be like, okay, man, this is a lot of work because I don't know anything about bonding. I don't know anything about engines. I don't know anything about how much rust can you not have there, you know? Um, so huge thing. So the economy is no different. It crashes. So what would you tell people on reinventing themselves? Because it's going to come back up. Um, but you you might like you, you ever heard of the book, who moved my cheese? You ever heard that book? Who what moved my, again? it's who called moved? who moved my cheese. The cheese got moved. Oh and now yeah. We got to go that's find another thing. pair of cheese, right? It's a good yes. book. I tell you, go read it. But that's what you just referenced to. You said economy crash. So I went back to something I knew. How's it going with the economy the way yep. it is? Are you still working? I won't lie. I'm actually busier now than I've been in the last six months. Weird. So yeah, it is very weird. And like I said, I'm very lucky and blessed and, and I'm grateful. It is very weird. So, and I'm just, I'm, I'm not letting it get to my head. I'm still um, staying humble and investing in myself. I'm not perfect. overspending. I'm, I'm staying like safe. I'm, I'm just staying focused on what I need to do the next day. And I'm just trying to, like I said, I'm trying to invest in myself so that I can keep myself going. So is it important for people to do that with the economy the way it is, is to look at investing in themselves or? I would, yes, I would reflect and just, I don't have a lot of debt. So mm -hmm. I'm able, I, I, I'm not as worried as I used to be three or four years ago. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I would, that that's the best way I can put it is invest in yourself and just reflect at how, you know, where you want to be tomorrow. Yeah. So the biggest thing is, I love that you said that. I mean, this pandemic, we never thought we'd see anything like it in our lifetime. Right. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. We, we've been around since the eighties, right? <laughs> <laughs> we've made it through Michael Jackson, Damien. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've made it through some crazy stuff. Yeah. And, and, but we never thought um, like our, our grandparents, they went through world war two. They went through. Oh yeah. Even further back. Great depression. Um, right. And this is our time. I think it's our time to take all these talents. Like you're saying, the ability to adapt and and shine because yes. the adaptability is we're, we're never going to get around pandemics or we're never going to get around crises or natural disasters i mean yeah this is a pandemic it's worldwide but how many times have we got hit by a natural disaster right it's, it's yeah. you know, earthquakes so. tornadoes but 
kind of bring it home. What, what, do you, what advice do you have people listening, Damien? Because I, I love hearing some of your wisdom. You have some cool sayings. I think you guys sit in the mechanic shop and come up with some. <laughs> yeah, we just, sometimes we're just harassing each other just yeah. to tease each other, but. It's good. I mean, what, what would you tell people right now with what's going on, um, being an artist? Because that's, that's why I wanted to interview you because you just have a passion. An artist has a way to look at life than most people. Cool. Well, you want uh, I, right now I, I would say, uh, love what you do and do what you love and, um, don't, don't ever stop making yourself happy. So if, if a person is happy doing something that they love, it, it will bring the drive. It, they will steadily feed themselves to drive themselves. You can't, you can't, uh, be somewhere or drag your feet on something that you're not happy with. Cause you're, you, there's always going to be a negative feeling and you just got to love yourself and whatever it is you're doing. Just, just love it. Just look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what today, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm, it's all me. And that's the best way I can put it. And you know, I loved what we were talking about earlier. Um, a lot of issues going on in the homes right now are couples and oh, yeah. We're talking about, yeah, we were talking about our, you were sharing with your, your, uh, your partner that you have now, she's a fitness guru. Um, and it's changed your life. Speak a little bit on that. What's, what's the difference of having a partner that supports you versus one that's always telling you that you're worthless. So a positive partner. Oh, besides the unconditional love, besides being able, I don't want to say feeling needed, but feeling wanted. Mm. It'd be the better, best way to put it. But, um, in my circumstance, my situation, um, she is just had my back and always pushed me for everything that I want, everything that I deserve. And she's just, she has my back tenfold and vice versa. I support her through and through. Uh, she's a fitness trainer. She, she can't train or teach at the gyms right now. Like she was six, eight months ago. Um, which is driving her crazy. But if I can, I practice with her at home to help keep, you know, I, I'm a member at home as I am a member at the gym. So we get the kids off the couch. We make them hey, come here. I'm going to put you through a punishment. <laughs> yeah. So it, it helps a lot. And the love and the support hands down is a huge, huge thing with couples. And uh, I, I'm very blessed and lucky to have that as well. And I just, yeah, it, it matters a lot. In your home, do you feel you're more of the emotional one that likes to talk about his feelings or is she more, <laughs> which one? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of the softy. Oh. She tries to hold back, but I get her to open up. I'm the can opener. Yeah, and the reason I pick on you is because me and you are the, similar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we I always say when I'm doing trainings with couples, I say uh, I'm the female in the relationship. My wife. <laughs> yeah, and, I've anyway. had to swallow. And, yep, I've had to. My title has been that a couple times too. The reason I bring this up, it's just, it's, it's a big issue right now. I've been dealing with a lot of people on support groups. They're really struggling. And me and you being artists, because coming from the mechanic shop, being an artist, seeing how things do. Uh, one of the things being an artist, there's a lot of emotions there. We, we have a lot of anxiety. We, we're always, because we feel, yeah. we're fillers. We do have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And we're, we're fillers. That's what makes us up. Uh, um, that's what makes us artists because we feel our way through things, right? Would you agree or? Yeah, I would agree hundred percent. We're, we're very 
passionate. So -hmm. we're very in tune with our feelings. We're very in tune with just how things are and people around us. We can read people very well. There you go. So like we like to feel like everything is secure and everything is whole and every, when something is out of place, we can feel it. And And it really drives us nuts. Um, it does drive us nuts. We, yeah. we are our worst critics sometimes. <laughs> and we want to we talk you through it. And, hey, look, we got to talk this through until we, we, we're yeah. good. You know, and, Let's move and, on. Yeah. So it's really cool. And the thing I appreciate about you, you're so open about talking about your emotions where a lot of men, we don't. We don't talk about it. We shut down. We, we, we've been taught to be that strong. Like in your, in your line of work, being that strong mechanic, everybody looks at a mechanic, the greasy guy behind the car, the, <laughs> the rough, you know, the rough guy. Yeah. But, um, but I think what's cool about your line of work and what you've done over the years, Damien, is you're, you actually are, people don't realize the art artistry that goes into what you do. They don't realize it's just not turning a wrench. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's a lot, I, I guess I don't see it as much as, you know, the average person off the street sees it. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's hard for me to dissect everything, but I just, I don't know, man. Like I love seeing people's face on in transformations and things like that. And, and the craziest thing is I want to just give you a compliment and your kids will probably jump on this is <clears throat> you've took that, you've took that, <laughs> same mentality with your work into being a dad. I, I try. Every, yeah. To be the I, same. Yep. And that's the purpose driven. I'm going first purpose driven in every area of your life. And you just, you radiate that person. It, I don't care how much <laughs> is in the bank. And if, if a very wealthy person's listening to this, I don't care what number of money you have in the bank. This is priceless. Be, yes. Be, be able to have, a relationship you explained that you have with your kids um, yeah. because you take that same passion that you have in the mechanic shop and you put it into your kids and you, you yeah. really, a lot of people don't realize that that's something you can't train or teach. It's, right. just, it's, it's, it's grateful. I know your parents, I grew up around them in, in their home and they're good uh, people. They really my crazy mom. <laughs> yeah, she pushed you. She, she I remember. She's like, yeah. my wife is similar in nature with like your mom. She pushed you. She made sure you my, <clears throat> had your homework done. Yep. She, she was your discipliner. <laughs> my, my mom, I, I love my mom to death. <clears throat> yeah. I, I call her almost every day and I tell her, I say, mom, I'm so sorry for all the crap I put you through when I was growing up. And I love you so much. And just, I want you to know that I'm just a phone call away. If you ever need anything, like, at least three times a week, I tell her that. And she says, Damien, that's why I was hard on you. Cause I knew if I wasn't, you'd be in somewhere else. <laughs> oh, she actually, it's weird. It's really weird, Matt. She, she doesn't even reminisce in the past. She just, she goes off on how proud she is of us boys. So, so in the personality styles, she's, she's probably a gold. The gold is very, she just, yeah, she's very that gold. responsibility, <laughs> right? It's that just, I, I was, that's yeah. what I was. I was a mom and I did my job. <laughs> yeah. She, she's tough. Yeah, that's good. And your dad was, he was always the more of the peacemaker. He always took you out and worked on the car to get get away for a minute. (laughs) Yeah, he he was the peacemaker. And um, having, I have four brothers. There was five boys, one girl. And we were always outside working. Like I said, 
we were working on three wheelers. We had repaired yep. the sand rail. We had a Jeep growing up. We had to work on. We had camper trails. Yeah, I remember we were, the, the the road you lived on. I remember the house. It was right there, White House. Yep. You walk in, and, and it's right on the corner almost on the street there on the main. Well, I don't yep. know if it was Main Street, um, but it was right off there. And you walk into the yard. There was cars everywhere getting worked on. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah, we actually, there was a Mexican guy that came to visit some family members, like, when we were kids, and he came by, and he, my little brother, he knocked on the door, and my little brother answered, and he wanted to know if it was the neighborhood impound. This is before <laughs> you had to have a fence, and we're like, no, these are all our cars. <laughs> yeah, you had, you had the, um, the babies across the road, right? Yep. And yeah. then the tow, what was the ones that did towing? They were up. Winter towing, right around the corner. Yeah, and then you yep. had, um. I can't remember who was next door. There was uh, some some people we used to run with. It was right up on the corner there, the the two twins. Alan Evans. Remember yeah. Alan Evans? I remember them, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, That's man. Yeah. I know. It's awesome. It's changed when we go visit now. It's it's a whole different town now. So. Yeah, um, it's. But it's I, amazing. I, I miss, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's just amazing to see the growth in – the experience we had from childhood all the way till we're now small business owner. You're, you're just doing well, man. It's, it's amazing. I'm just keep, keep thriving. Well, keep that's thriving. Yeah. Keep grinding, keep going. Keep yep. doing well, the biggest thing I, last question I have for you before we end uh, coming to the end of time is, is as, as a father, as a business owner, as, as a, as a partner, what, what, has been your go-to saying what have you learned from your dad your mom that just you keep putting in your life every day uh from my dad and from my mom my dad i would have to say um he makes me appreciate my ability I, i'm very i i can just I, if i can't figure things out i can read about it mm -hmm. well and um or i ask for help and i ask for help from somebody that can explain it to me because <laughs> I want to know what I can't figure out on my own. It drives awesome. me nuts. And as much as it drives me nuts, I appreciate that from my dad. So he, he just, I don't know. And he, he always taught me never give up. He, he really did. He, he told me just, you know what? You might, it might take you two days. It might take you two weeks. Don't, don't ever give up on it. You'll figure it out. When you do, you'll be more satisfied than you will if you quit quit on it don't quit on my significant other on my partner don't quit on my kids don't quit on my passion yeah. never give up and i'm not i'm not just saying this i i use I this principles in my everyday life and my mom she, oh i love my mom to death she she just makes me care about everything yeah. I, I care about everything i do i care about everybody i talk to all my customers i care I'm very personal. I, I just, I care. I love everything so much. And I get that from my mom. My mom is very, she's tough, but she's, she's still a nurse. Can you believe that brother? I she's still, that. Wow. she's still working. Yeah. She's on the front <laughs> yeah, lines. Nice. Yes. Yeah, like 38 years. She's still going every day. No, she, she was, she's a, she was hard worker. I, that's what I remember. Four foot 10 and the toughest yeah. woman I know. You put you in your place with all your <laughs> <Yeah>. boys. <laughs> yep. So oh. those are the two things that my parents gave me. Well, I'm just excited, man. And, and biggest thing, uh, 
I hope the listeners are hearing is your purpose, your drive. Uh, Damien, you radiate this purpose-driven person. Um, it's in your life. It's in your house. It's everywhere. And I just appreciate you continue to do what you do. And um, how can they get a hold of you do, if they want to reach out? Do you have people come to your body shop that's not in town that have you do work? So, yeah, I actually have done work in, on cars in 12 states. There you go. And I see. haven't even met the people. Ah, they've, e- they've either been transported or they've been, um, well, transported either by a transportation company or by family members. So tell us how they can get a hold of you if they want to talk to you shop, about shop. Um, my phone number is 435-236-9207. My email is my name, Damien, D-A-M-E-I-N-H-D, Harley Davidson, at yahoo.com. And, and what's your company's name? And my, my shop's name is Dees Completes, and it's located here in St. George. And the address, the address here is uh, 630 North, 3050 East, Suite D1 and D4. You have a website or? Not yet. I'm in process of. I'm, it's just a matter of time. But when I do, it's going to be hot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, in, in, you know, to come to the end of the show, I really want to just encourage people. If you're thinking about fixing up a car, if you're thinking about uh, somebody to take your car from your conception that you've always had, Damien's your guy because he's going to really take it from. And the cool thing about Damien, and this is what I want people to understand, he's going to listen what you want. He's not going to come in and yes. do this thing. He's going to hear you. He's from all the tools, just being that purpose driven. He's going to use all those um, great skills he's got over the years. And you're going to be happy in what you see at the end of it. So reach out to me, have it, you know, messages on the show. If you have any questions for Damien, because he is the man when it comes to painting, he can tell you what <laughs> you need to do. Um, yeah. If you're another mechanic and you need some consulting, just call him, you know, get his phone number, call him. He consults. He'll, he'll, you'll pay for a price. Of course, you've got to pay him for his time, <laughs> um, but he'll, he'll spend some time on the phone with you and teach you what he knows. Damien, thanks for being on the show. I hope you'll come back again. Hey, and uh, we talk Matthew shop. Talks. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to make this a regular talk shop with Damien. Hey, this, this is cool. I'm digging this. <laughs> and I just want to tell you, Matt, how much I appreciate you as not just my friend, but you've been a good mentor for me over the years and I appreciate our friendship. You've been nothing but great positive for me. And I'm just excited for you for the opportunity and everything that you offer all your clientele as well. Thank you, Damien. And, and we're going to be back on, I'm going to have you come back and we, yes, sir. we might just keep a routine talk shop. With yeah, you I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm so happy about it. <laughs> all right. Thank well, you. thanks. Thank you, man. Never give up. See you, Matt. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I'd love to give you a free gift to download, but you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.